I'm Tove. He's Harland. And this is Armchair Radio. Welcome to Armchair Radio, your best source for sports news, fantasy tips, and more. I'm Tove. Unfortunately, Greg could not be with us today. Instead, I'm joined by a man who suffered through a 4-13 campaign by his favorite team. Please welcome Harlan McKenzie. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I, didn't, I didn't think we was going to get into it so fast with the 4-13 uh, jab, but yes, yes, we. I suffered. And I've been suffering for a few years now, so I'm getting kind of used to it. I'm kind of callous. Boy, you have. So the team we're talking about, for people that may not know, is the New York Giants. And you were a diehard Giants fan. And man, I mean, there's certainly other teams that have been difficult to follow. I would say the Chicago Bears are on that list for sure, the Jacksonville Jaguars and others. But the Giants have been in a rough place. Yeah, because we, we like to think there were up, uh, an upper echelon team in the NFL. We've one of the teams that's been there for the longest. Uh, we've got four championship rings amongst the highest championship, uh, Super Bowl winning t- teams. So we like to think that we're better than them. We're up in their upper, that upper crust of the league. But, uh, a six years of no win total higher than six has proven we can be just as bad as everyone else and sometimes worse. And you guys have a legacy ownership family. Yes. The Mars. Yep. They, uh, been the owners since the team has been around. Um, yeah, I, I think they're, uh, they're good owners. I know a lot of people in New York or they don't like the, the Maras and the Tishes, but I, I'm fine with them. I think they, they do a really good job. This, it's not on them. They, the, the general manager they picked this time was just not a good one. After one that had won Super Bowls, this last one just didn't work out. And his whole error has just been not very good. And, um, in news, we'll probably talk about what happened. Yes, we will. We will indeed. Very good. Okay, well, let's jump in. We will start by discussing a few of this last weekend's matchups. Things kicked off on Saturday afternoon with the Chiefs and Broncos. The Chiefs traveled to Denver and barely escaped with a win against the Broncos, who missed the playoffs altogether. Yeah, I, I like I watched the highlights of that game, and I, I, I'm I'm both impressed by the Chiefs and disappointed with them all in the same vein. They are not the offensive juggernauts that they've been in the past years, but their defense is usually impressive. It has been impressive this season. But for them to be that close to the Broncos, I was like, with Drew Locke, not even Teddy Bridgewater, with Drew Locke there, I was like, ah, I'm disappointed. But they could have just been calling it in, um, getting ready for the playoffs. But Mahomes was there, so I I was expecting better. Well, and that's the same Broncos team that drummed the Cowboys a few weeks back. Yeah, I actually went to a Broncos game this year, and they did not drum anyone. It was the Broncos <laughs> versus the Eagles game that I think followed that Cowboys beating. They had a bye week. The Eagles came to Denver and completely destroyed them. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's been the story of the Broncos this season. Okay, so the... Browns win a battle of backup quarterbacks in an inconsequential game for both teams. Then, and this has no effect on the postseason whatsoever, but the Packers 
go to Detroit and lose to the Lions 30 to 37. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I bet I, I was watching the highlights again and I saw at the end of the game when Love threw that last interception, I look, they, they panned on Rogers' face and Rogers looked like he was so upset because I think in his head he knew that his record against Detroit would be tainted a little bit now <laughs> and it, and it, it wasn't his fault. And that's, that's the only thing I could think of because I think when they, they showed the stat, he's like 20 and five against the, the Lions, and you could see when he threw that interception, he was like, Jesus, now I'm 20 and 6. That's all I can think of his face <laughs> when I see it. <laughs> well, and let's be honest. I mean, the Lions don't have a very good history either. And, no. uh, however, and and if I may quote the, the great Bill Parcells of Giants fame, he, he used to say, you are who you are. Your record is you are what your who record you are. Is. That's right. You're, you are who your record says you are. But I am going to say... I think Detroit might be a little better than their record this season. You know what? I thought the same thing. I do like some of their players on their team. Um, Goff is a step down from Stafford. There's no way around that. He just just is. But he's not a step down from quarterbacks that they've had in the past. Right? (laughs) So so he's not a bad quarterback. I, I don't hate their team. They do, but their organization has been bad and they'll, I don't know. I don't know how they get better. Colts miss out on the playoffs because of a stunning 26 11 <laughs> loss to the Jaguars. Arguably, well, maybe, maybe not arguably, the worst team in the league. That was bad. Well, for one, I'd like to say I have family that lives in Jacksonville and they're season ticket holders to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, wow. And they sent, they was on Facebook posting, we finally got a win. That was their first home win of the season. Wow, to knock (laughs) the Colts out. To knock the Colts out. How bad are the Colts for that to happen? You're you're playing for something. The Jags are just playing spoilers. And you're supposed to be way better than the Jags. And you let that happen? Yeah. Mm. Niners travel to L.A. to defeat the Rams to earn a spot in the postseason. So good for them. Uh, it looks like yes. they'll be playing the Dallas Cowboys. Rashad yep. Penny goes off again as the Seahawks put up 38 against the Cardinals. The Cardinals will be in the postseason. Rashad Penny will not. I did not see that happening for the Seahawks this year. I actually predicted I, I predicted that I projected that the West would send more people to the playoffs this year and they still are, but I did not see them being the team that missed out in the West. Yeah. A little surprising that the NFC East is sending two teams. That's due to seven games in the, uh, seven teams being sent. Like the Eagles were the seventh seed. Like any other years, they don't go. I don't respect the Eagles. (laughs) I don't respect the seventh seed team. Unless the Giants are the seventh seed team, then go Giants. <laughs> well, speaking of the Eagles, the Cowboys put up 51 against the backups for the Eagles. Both teams already secured a spot in the playoffs. Here's some bullet points from that game. Cowboys are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard running back, a player with 10-plus sacks, and another with 10-plus interceptions. It's the first time in franchise history that they score 50 on the road. Uh, Devonte Smith breaks Deshaun Jackson's Eagles receiving record. Uh, Jason Kelsey extends his consecutive start streak all that said i can't wait to see the cowboys leave um the eagles are definitely leaving next week the cowboys i don't know well we'll get to that actually later in the show 
You know what? You know I'm. You know I'm not even gonna hate on the Cowboys just this time around because any <laughs> team that beats the Eagles, I'm a fan of them for that week. <laughs> I think we've all played that game. <laughs> and to wrap things up, the Chargers convert six fourth downs, including a fourth and twenty-one. The game goes into overtime, and the Raiders win in a wild win in their end contest at home against the Chargers. Yeah. Um, that was a game I was, I was once again didn't watch, uh, but I was told that it was probably the best game, not just of the night, but of the season by some people. Um, and when I looked at the highlights, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree from the highlights that I've seen. I saw two quarterbacks that looked like they were very competent and knew what they were doing. Um, they can play the game. The Raiders, kudos to the Raiders for all the things that they've gone through and still made the playoffs. Uh, that yeah, it was a, it was a good game. I know the 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 Steelers were happy and then probably very worried and then happy again. They probably was a roller coaster of emotions if you're a Steelers fan and a player watching that game because that game very well could have ended in a tie and they would have been out the playoffs. They were 38 seconds away from time <laughs> and sending the Steelers home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> incredible. Yep. Next. All right, Harland, how about the news? All right, let's go. First, some things outside the NFL. Deion Sanders and Jackson State land another top 60 commit in four-star wide receiver Kevin Coleman. I doubt you've been keeping up with this, but Deion Sanders has done a very good recruiting job at Jackson State. So, yeah, somewhat, I've been keeping up with it a little bit. I went to an HBCU. I went to Hampton University in Virginia. Um, also worked on a black college football video game in my days of being in the video game industry. So I keep try to keep up with some of the, some of the HBCUs and what he's doing over there is pretty good. I don't, I need to see them win out of the conference to see what, what that does, but pulling some of these recruits from some of these major schools is a big deal especially in hbcu circles um and uh, i'm pretty sure the nil has something to do with it but that's for another topic i'm rooting for him i I thought we could hope he continues to have success and starts winning some games out of conference do you think i got a question do because i've had had this question with somebody do you see what do you think Deion Sanders endgame is does he want to coach in the NFL does he want to go to a a, a better a, a blue blood college school like what do you see is Deion Sanders endgame God, that's a great question that I have not even contemplated I honestly don't know because I was I don't know that I would have picked him to want to be a coach because that seems yeah. like a lot of work and he doesn't seem like a guy that if he's going to work hard at something it doesn't seem like the thing he would choose to work hard at yep um but he's doing it. And so generally, once you get on that path, that's what you want to do is get better and better coaching jobs. So maybe that is his goal. But and then, though, he he was laid up for, what, four or five games this season? Yeah. So and then his staff was able to still win games and still do everything. So the question is, how much work is he actually really doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't want to hate on the guy because I, I hope he does really well. But, oh, but yeah. I have a feeling that he's... He he's really excellent at recruiting, and I've I've questioned his ability to coach, but I can't say that because yeah. I've watched games. That's just my speculation. Yeah, mm-hmm. same same here, same here. I, I figured that when I seen him, I was like, okay, he's going to hire a bunch of really good people. And yeah, if 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 Deion Sanders goes to your child's house, 
and you're meets gonna sign. the parents, you're going to sign. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're going to sign. Well, listen, if if he's done what you just said he's done, which he's hired a bunch of really good people around him, that's a very smart thing to do and good on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that should be what he does. That should be, I think, uh, the, the goal of every coach, and hate to get back to my Giants, but every coach is hire the people the people around you and you manage the personalities and in college it's more about managing the recruits and things like that so yeah very kudos to him yep todd haley and kevin sumlin headline the new usfl coaches season kicks off saturday april 16th i have to be honest i didn't even know this was happening i had saw that kevin sumlin had another job but i assumed it was college football i did not know it was the usfl Oh. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your interest in USFL football starting April 16th? <sighs> Negative 2? Uh, no, no. <laughs> More or less than the WNBA? Oh, no, no. I actually liked watching the WNBA for a week or two and before I could shut it off and find out that my lib- my New York Liberty... Listen, I'm a diehard New York fan no matter the sport. Before I find out that my New York Liberty is not very good. That's, that's about All how right. I am. All right, fair enough. Former NFL running back Clinton Portis sentenced to six months in federal prison for health care cost reimbursement fraud amongst a group of former NFL players. That's an interesting story. Yes. This is one I definitely want your feedback on. Mm-hmm. Fan files a $6 billion lawsuit I against the that. Jets and Giants <laughs> for claiming New York but playing in New Jersey. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I was talking to some of my friends. was like, what is this? What? What judge in across the country is taking this lawsuit? What is the grind the grounds for six billion dollars? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the Giants and the Jets came together and built that MetLife Stadium and it cost them, I think, two billion dollars or one billion dollars, and they split the cost. That means he wants them to come out the cost of the stadium. Plus five more billion dollars. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And if you read the article, basically the idea of the lawsuit is that uh, it's to compensate. It's a class action lawsuit. It's to compensate this group of fans for the pain and suffering they have to uh, endure by having to drive from New York to New Jersey to see games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the, listen, they're getting off easy. If they've uh, if they. If you were ever in any of the other boroughs, boroughs and you wanted to go to Manhattan to see a game, good luck. Right. <laughs> so, right. so whatever. I'd, I'd rather drive to New Jersey to go see that game. Staying in the NFC East, the Washington name change was spoiled. They were supposed to make an announcement on February 2nd, but instead, in preparation for that, they had already rerouted the domain name it. Washington Admirals back to their team's website. That was discovered and was leaked out to the public. I love it. I heard that story and I said it couldn't have been more Washington than Washington <laughs> than that. Now, what I'm hoping is that a fan did it and it really didn't spoil it cuz anyone could have got that domain and then pointed it to um their website. But I don't think that's what happened. No. I think they were dumb enough to not make the website live. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was so simple that they, it could have easily been avoided, but they were quintessential Washington football team. In Super Bowl news, the NFL is looking at contingency sites for the Super Bowl. Amid the COVID-19 surge, the primary option is Dallas, Texas. Yeah. But a more interesting Super Bowl-related story is that Boomer Esiason has a source who says Aaron Rodgers will threaten a Super Bowl boycott if he gets there. Of course, Aaron Rodgers said, 
Not true. Where is Boomer Esiason getting this knowledge from? I don't know. I don't know. When, when, because uh, you would have figured it would be, you know, one of the typical NFL pundits, Ian Rappaport or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's Boomer Esiason who breaks the news, or or one of the sites that Aaron Rodgers is more. He he frequents. Uh, what is it? I forget the site that he frequents. The, and the P, Pat is it Pat McAfee. Yes. His show, mm-hmm. he frequents that show, and if someone was going to drop it, it would be him, not Boomer Esiason. As a diehard Giants fan, I have this question for you. So T.J. Watt ties the sack record, which was previously held alone by Michael Strahan. Was that a legitimate record since Brett Favre laid down for him to get it? <sighs> it was very much a legitimate record. Uh, he definitely laid down. But the alternatives would have been throwing the ball away or the alternatives would have been I would have hated Brett Favre for the rest of my life. That's what the alternatives would have been, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not like the offensive linemen just moved out of the way for Michael Strahan to get the sack. No, Michael Strahan still had to work to get that sack. And did Brett Favre lay down? Yes. But like I said, the alternative would have been him throwing the ball away and me hating him for the rest of my life. And I like Brett Favre. So thank you, Brett Favre. All right. We'll agree to disagree. Even though the rumors continue, Seahawks say they don't plan to trade Russell Wilson in the offseason. Russell Wilson says, my plan is to win more Super Bowls with the Seahawks. We'll see how that plays out. Browns plan to keep Baker Mayfield for 2022. Or on this show, we've given him the nickname Faker Mayfield. I've heard that. Ben Roethlisberger is likely retiring at the end of the season. So there's some quarterback news. And now we get into this. The series of GMs and coaches that have either been fired or are stepping down. First, this is very notable, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert to retire after 2022 NFL draft in April when his contract expires. He amassed a 225-124-3 record across 22 seasons. Mm. He is regarded as one of the best player personnel minds in the game today. Not as revered, Giants GM Dave Gettleman announces retirement. Yeah, I I think it was well known that that was going to happen. I don't think anyone was shocked that it was going to happen. Dave Gettleman had to know either he was going to get fired or this was was what was going to happen. Um, So no surprises there. You can't be... You can't get hired to turn a franchise around and they have one of their worst um, errors in history, not just modern history. The 70s, the Giants were notoriously bad, but he is creeping up on the fact on just like really, really horrible. Um, Quick stat I saw, um, and this I think directly relates to uh, Gettleman. Daniel Jones, the Giants averaged 19 points per game when Daniel Jones was starting quarterback. The backup quarterback, either Glennon or Jake Fromm, the Giants average less than 10 points per game in those six games. It is his job to form to get the backup quarterback in case your starter goes up. He last year, the Giants had McCoy, um, for, who now plays for the, the, the Cardinals. And when Kyler Murray went down, he was a very serviceable back. He was a serviceable back, serviceable back when he was with the Giants. Why they let him go for Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm? He should be fired on that alone. A long list of other coach and GM stories. Broncos fire Vic Fangio after three seasons. 
Vikings fire Mike Zimmer and longtime GM Rick Spielman. Dolphins fire Brian Flores after three seasons. Bears dismiss Nagy and GM Ryan Pace. Jaguars to interview Bill O'Brien for a coaching vacancy, which I don't understand at all. I don't think he's a good coach. Panthers plan to keep uh, Matt Rule, even though the owner, (laughs) it was said that the owner said he was embarrassed by that hiring. And the Panthers to target Jay Gruden and Bill O'Brien for the open OC job. Nagy leaving, finally. Brian Flores, unfortunate. Yeah, that's the one I think maybe maybe premature. I think he might be a good coach. Yeah, I, I like Brian Flores. I think his team has is growing. I just hate when the team starts growing and then they get, and they get rid of a coach. Um, but well, the problem is, is is he doesn't have he might he may not have his quarterback. And they actually, I mean, they rallied right. They mm-hmm. had they had a six five six game win streak. I hate to tell you this. Remember, I told you I went to I went to a Giants. I went to the Giants Miami game too. In Miami, we lost that one. Um, not very good. <laughs> so, so yes, yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought for a stretch the the Miami did. They did. I mean, decently and, and actually threatened the the division lead at one point. Yeah, I, they they keep they keep taking his quarterback away from him every other year. Right. right? <laughs> so it's kind of hard to be good when you have that kind of, of flux at the, the the biggest position. Um, but he's been able to do well he's been able to do to to be decent um and not be a laughing stock that's the key not be a laughing stock and just continue to try to do better but i can see where they want to go they don't want to be middle of the tier and they you got to think in that division you you're realistically you just have to worry about well let's not say that because who knows what the the Patriots seem like they found their next quarterback. But I think that they thought that, okay, the Bills are there. This is our chance to make our run for something better. So I could see maybe that's what they thought, but I don't know who they're they're trying to go out there and get that's going to be better than Brian Flores right now. If you look at the list of coaches that were fired that we just talked about, if you have a quarterback, you're probably in good shape and you didn't get fired. If you don't, you got fired. Or you were groping people in a bar and you got fired because technically the Jaguars have a decent. We we can think he's decent. He was the number one pick overall. We still have yet to see where he's at. Uh, so the Jags are just in a weird uh, situation with their coach. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I mean, what what person on the planet thought that Urban Meyer was going to be successful in Jacksonville? <laughs> I I thought he'd be a good a good he'd be okay. I, I basically because that's kind of that's him that's that's his area <laughs> so I thought he'd be okay but I didn't think he'd do this I didn't think he'd be one and not, not even one and done he didn't even get 16 games in <laughs> <laughs> all right so here's a summary of head coach and GM positions open so far that I'm sure there's more to come if you want to be a head coach, the opportunities lie with the Jaguars Broncos Vikings Bears and Dolphins and if you want to be a GM, Vikings, Bears, Giants, and Steelers. So some interesting job opportunities there. I'm going to tell you right there, top of the list of GMs is the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no question. Working with the Roonies has got to be a dream, a great job. That, top, of the, top of the list. The, yeah, the Giants are going to have to wait till they, the Pittsburgh um, gets their hiring and then take from the people that did interview not as well for the job. Next. Harlan, are you ready to pick some games? Yes, I am. Okay, so you have the distinction of 
picking games with us throughout the entire postseason because you picked the best among the co-host subs this season. Yes. And it wasn't even close, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so before, <laughs> before we get into the upcoming games, let's look at last week. And this wraps up the regular season because what we're going to do is, is we're going to start fresh. So last week's results were this. I went three and two. Vlado went three and two. Our listener went two and three. Greg, who actually won the picks in the regular season, went one and four. So he had his wor- worst week of the season. And Harland, our mutual friend, Keith Gall of the Papa Filmcast, uh-huh. went 0 for 5. That sounds like Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, not to pour salt in the wound. Well, you know, I, I do mean to pour salt in the wound, actually. That's the only person all season who went winless in, in any of the weeks. That's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is difficult. Now, Derek, his his co-host on Pop-Up Filmcast was the only co-host sub that swept a week. Ooh. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, he went 5-0. and oh, And then Keith this week finished up the season 0-5. <laughs> so there you go. And so here, here are the final records to wrap up the regular season. So Greg won the season at 42-28. and 28. I came in second at 40-30. and 30. The listeners collectively finished at 39-31. and 31. Vlado finished at 38 and 32, and the co-subs, probably largely due to Keith's goose egg, tied for last with Vlado, also at 38 and 32. (laughs) Let's talk about the upcoming matchups. In the postseason, we're going to pick every single game, so we've got six matchups to pick for this week. And we're not going to involve the listeners. It's just going to be Greg and myself and Vlado and you. Thank you. So here we go. The first matchup, Harland, who's going to win between the Raiders and Bengals? Um, I'm going Raiders. Oh, interesting. You are on an island. I, I am. I am. I uh, I like the Bengals. I really like the Bengals. But like I said, I, I got to give it up to what the Raiders have been doing. Um, I like them. They play hard every single game. They play hard for their coach. They play hard for each other. And I, li- I like Derek Carr. I'm, I'm going Raiders. I, I know it's probably not the smart play, but I, I, I like the Raiders. Who's to say? Who's to say it's not the smart play? Yeah. All right. For the third time this season, the Patriots versus the Bills. Now, this one is probably the hardest pick for me, right? My mind says Bills. My mind says Bills. Mainly because there's no way it, like, the last game that they lost, the game, no, there's no, you know what? I just talked myself into it. I'm picking the Bills. Because I was going to say the Patriots, but then I was like, there's no way the snow's going to, the field's going to be so bad. And Bill Belichick goes in there and only throws the ball three times and still comes out with a win. I'm going Bills. Okay. Everyone else agrees with you. That was a sweep. The Eagles versus Buccaneers. Bucks. Yep. Everyone else else agrees. 49ers versus Cowboys. (laughs) You're going to make me say, (laughs) you're going to make me say the the Cowboys. You're going to make me say it, but I don't. Did everyone else go Cowboys? Let me know. So you're picking the Cowboys? I, I, I am going to pick the Cowboys. Okay, so Greg and I, who obviously are hometown fans of the Cowboys, uh-huh. picked the 49ers. You and what? Vlado picked the Cowboys. Wow. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. And, and Cowboys have the home field advantage for this game. Uh, if, if you think there is a home field advantage, statistically across, across the league this year, that hasn't been true. Yeah, you're talking about just the, the home team has not been yeah. winning the game. Yeah, but the game will be played in Dallas. Correct. So, mm-hmm. 
even though I, that, I, that stadium is probably the most 50-50 stadium in the country, in my opinion, when when <laughs> when it comes to fanhood. But um, yeah, I'm going. I'm still going. I'm still going to Cowboys. Well, and Vegas made this the tightest game of the weekend. Their Cowboys are three and a half point favorites at home. Really? Yep. I don't see it with San Francisco. I don't see it. They play good defense. They don't turn the ball over as much. They're, they're, I just don't see it. I don't, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Steelers versus Chiefs. Hmm. I'm a, Mike Tomlin's going to make them, that, that, Pittsburgh. I'm going. I'm going. Um. I'm going. Chiefs. Not Chiefs. I'm going Steelers. I, that's probably an L. But I'm going Steelers. I just. Wow. I'm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going All Steelers. Right. <laughs> I don't know what the spread is, but I think they're pretty big underdogs. <laughs> and they probably are because Ben Roethlisberger can't do anything. But Ben Roethlisberger. But that defense has had games that they should not have won just strictly because the defense was able to hold them down. And oh man, it's hard to. That's probably dumb of me, but I'm still. I'm not going to change my, my mind. I said Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers as as a upset. Okay, I'm going to give you one more piece of information and one last chance to change your mind if you want to. And I'm going to tell you that the Chiefs are twelve and a half point favorites. Nearly two touchdowns. That's not. That's not. That's not going to change my my opinion. Oh, it's being played <laughs> in Kansas City, definitely. Um, you know, one last what? chance. Listen, listen. I'm going to go out on a limb. Let that GM go out with a win, an upset win over the Chiefs. I'm saying Mike Tomlin pulls out the victory. You see, I'm saying Mike Tomlin, not Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is done. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay, fair enough. And the last one, the Cardinals versus the Rams in Los Angeles. Cardinals. Wow. Okay. So so I I didn't say this earlier, but... Everyone else picked the Chiefs and everyone else picked the Rams. So you are going upstream in. And three you said everyone else games. picked the, the Bengals too, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. So, so so you're on an island in three different matchups. Oh, I'm definitely on that island. I I the the Rams um, Cardinals thing. I don't. I feel confident that the Cardinals can will will, will beat them. The other two, actually, I feel confident about the um, Raiders too. I'm not too confident about the Steelers. I'm not too confident about the Steelers. I just don't. I think I don't think the Chiefs are as good as even their record says. They played good defense, but I just watch. Look at some of the throws that Mahomes has been making. They just they're all off balance. They don't look good. I'm predicting that Pittsburgh takes advantage. Maybe takes gets two interceptions. Um, they're probably not gonna take anything back to us, but they'll win the turnover margin and they'll keep the game um close and they'll win. They'll they'll pull it out. Maybe a field goal. Well, after this week, you're either going to be up big or behind quite a bit in, in the picks, which yes. I like it. I like what you're doing here. Okay. Well, Harlan, that's all we have for our listeners today on this edition of Armchair Radio. Tune in next week for more. But before we go, why don't you tell everybody about your shows and where they can find you? Uh, yeah. I, I, we've been doing a, a podcast where a D&D po- podcast where I play Todd the Tiefling um, at Give Me the Loot. Um, this is the name of the podcast, so you can find us at GMDL Cast. Um, yeah, it's been pre- it's been pretty fun. Like I said, I'm the new, I'm the, the the newcomer on the show. I've never played D and D before. This is my first real time playing. Been playing it for a year. It's pretty cool. So if you want to check us out, check me out there. You can. 
Well, and then I would consider you the honorary third co-host of the Pop-Up Filmcast as well. Yes, yes, Pop-Up Filmcast. I haven't coasted yet this month, and I'm waiting for my call. Uh, so, Keith, you you, you, you heard me. Um, <laughs> wait, waiting for it. So, yeah, you can catch me at Pop-Up Cast pretty much about once a month. Excellent. All right, some brief credits before we go. Find us on Twitter by searching at Team Armchair. The number for the hotline is 405-785-0355. If you like the show, tell your friends and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Armchair Radio is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Root for our custom logo. Until next time, I'm Toph. He's Harland. And this is Armchair Radio, a Gravity Beer production. Gravity Beer production.